Hello, everyone, and welcome again. Pastor Deborah here. We are in another wonderful teaching to help you. It's called Love Letters into the Darkness. I am going through some love letters I wrote to people that had sent me catalogs and letters, things that I could buy, who wanted to help me have a better life. They were in the kingdom of darkness. I don't know if they knew it or not, but I did. And this is going to be love letter number three. This video is about a love letter to an occult psychic. I wrote this in July 2000. My goodness, almost 23 years ago. Yes, when I first started learning how to help people the Lord's way from being a mental health counselor and helping you that way through mental health ways, through thinking, through biological illnesses and diseases and their concepts, through medication. Some people get help through mental health counseling by biofeedback. Something with the eyes that they train it. It's really hypnosis for the brain. I didn't get into hypnosis. No, I surely didn't. I took some training in guided imagery. And when I got just about finished, I knew that was wrong. So I didn't go any further. But these are all ways of helping people with many, many kinds of issues thoughts and feelings and I knew a lot about medication and psychiatrist psychiatric hospitals brain diseases and brain disorders yeah and cancer all kinds of things but I had to learn a new way helping you the Lord's way there was no class for this even though I took several if not many Hundreds of courses in theology, biblical teaching from a school, passed all their tests. But it wasn't the same kind of information that I had to have. The books I were studying was a, from a religion, a denomination. I think the name was Assembly of God. And as you may not know, all denominations sort of have a slant to their theology of God and the Bible. Well, I got a better teacher, the Holy Spirit. He threw me right in there. And all I had was the word of God and the Holy Spirit. No commentaries. And I didn't really fit into the box that the assemblies of God had. Uh, If you made it to ordination, which I almost was, Uh, You either were going to be a senior pastor on full-time staff, an associate pastor on full-time staff, a youth pastor on full-time staff, a children's pastor on full-time staff, or you could have been a missionary evangelist after you had been two years on full-time staff probably as a pastor or a youth pastor or a children's pastor, and then passed a lot of psychological testing. 
Only then could you be sent and supported in another country by the assemblies. I didn't fit in any of those boxes. I tried. I was working my way almost to ordination. I was learning how to give sermons and study. Went into jails and did jail ministry. Went on the streets and did evangelism. Walked neighborhoods. Prayed with people. Was on the prayer team of the Brownsville Revival from about 1996 to about 2000, 2005 maybe. And on their deliverance team. I was learning how to cast out devils. There was no books on that to be an assembly of God minister. They didn't believe that Christians could have demonic spirits in their lives. Oh, they knew that Christians had messes, maybe mental health issues, maybe some leftover trespassers, sort of speaking. That's what we were told. But not demons, not evil spirits. Not if they were a believer in Christ Jesus, they couldn't have him. But those were the only people we were casting devils out of, Christians. So I was confused for a long time. But I knew God was leading me, teaching me through every experience, every book, every sermon. Every time I went to church, I was learning. I was on a fast track. I knew God was in a hurry to get me learned, taught, taking my test and passing. So he threw me in. Right into the deep end of the swimming pool, so to speak. And I had to learn instantly how to swim. I was thrown in to the world of the occult. Witchcraft. Hardcore, multi-generational Satanist. Witches. Satanic meetings and rituals. International cults. Brotherhoods. Illuminati. Yeah, I knew nothing of this when I got started. Oh, I'd wanted to help you kinds of people, anybody, all my life. And all I knew was religion and the way of denominations. To be on staff in a brick-and-mortar church and teaching, I guess, once a week. That was it. I knew nothing else. I had no prayer life. I had a little bit, but not much. had no much understanding of God or the darkness. And so God was going to help me. I had met a precious young man. His name was Isaac. He was a great high king in multi-generational Satanism. He was the king of his clan called the Black Forest Clan. It doesn't exist anymore because God and I have dismantled that one. Isaac's in heaven now. He got saved. But when I first met him, he was curious like so many others. They had been told about this Christ Jesus that he was born and he went to a cross and he died. And through all their trauma and abuse and programming and drugs, all the ick they lived in, He never showed up. He didn't rescue them. He had no power. He was dead. 
And yet Satan was so interesting. If any of his believers, followers, children, started believing in this Christ Jesus, he tortured them till they disavowed him. Or he killed them. I couldn't understand that if this Satan guy knew Christ Jesus was dead and had no power. Why did he fear his children? That's who Isaac was. He was a satanic child. Why did he fear them knowing about him and believing in him and following him? That was a deep question I had to have answered. Because see, Satan really knew that Jesus was real. He was the son of the living God. Yes, he did go to the cross. And he went into hell and took the keys of hell, death, and the grave from Satan. And he rose from the dead. And he is now in people. He is alive, living, and doing his work. But he didn't want, Satan did not want his children, the Isaacs of the world. This psychic who sent to me a letter and a manual. He didn't want them to know that truth. So Isaac, when he started checking me out spiritually, if I was the real deal, he would contact his friends, people he knew. They would send me manuals, catalogs, letters, offering their help to me to see if I would take a bite. If I could, as other Christians have, sort of turn to the dark side. Remember Luke Skywalker when he turned? No, it wasn't Luke. It was his father who turned to the dark side and became evil and wicked. Satan will check you out to see if you will go after other gods, follow other things, rely on good luck, fate. Maybe saints, maybe goddesses. Ancestors, traditions, cultures. He will check you out. So I was getting checked out. And this precious, precious person sent me in the mail to my house a catalog with a letter. And it was to, I want to help you. I know all about you. And I'm sure they did. And this was my letter that I wrote back to this wonderful, sweet psychic. Who was in the occult world. Occult means hidden. Mm-hmm. The word psychic means you got some kind of powers. That you're in touch with some supernatural stuff. That nobody else is. And this wonderful motion video. I got off Pixabay. Sort of represents their world. Mm-hmm. And what goes on inside of them. And I'm recording through Zoom Pro. With no green screen. In fact, I don't do green screens anymore. Too cumbersome, don't work, don't have enough room. So I may be fuzzy to you. The words on the screen, when I put them up, they might be fuzzy. And if you can't watch me, just close your eyes and listen. But I like to use motion videos. They help us to understand things in the realm of the spirit. And I want to welcome everybody to this video teaching. Of a love letter into the darkness. A letter to an occult psychic. Welcome. From whatever galaxy, planet, solar system you are from. Your physical body, your physical body is somewhere. Mine's in my living room, sitting on a chair. 
But my spirit, my forever person, it's in the Garden of Eden. And God is allowing me to teach you here. Yes, I see all of you. Oh, my goodness. The animals are here. All the living creatures from everywhere. It looks like we are full up. How many would you say? Billions? Okay. Yes, and there's a lot from the realm of the occult. God has brought you here. So you can hear a letter that I wrote to you 20-something years ago. A love letter. So welcome. Pastor Deborah, be me. Going to do some teaching for you. With the help of the Holy Spirit. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love of these precious, precious living creatures. These people, the forever person. That you would reach out into their world. You would go into their hidden kingdoms. Their hidden world. Where they live spiritually. And you would bring them into your world. To hear your voice. Your words of love to them. Through your letter. Father, we thank you for all that you have brought from every galaxy, solar system, and planet. That you care so deeply. And you want to reach out with your love. And your truth and your light. So they too can believe like Isaac did. And so many others. In the occult. The hidden world. Of power and spiritual beings. Father, we thank you. That you are a God that goes into the darkness. You're not afraid to reach out, to speak out, to love on everyone. We thank you for this letter that you wrote through me, Pastor Deborah, to a wonderful psychic so long ago. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, this love letter into the darkness is love letter, let me see, number three. And it starts off, Dear Maria, beautiful name, don't you think? Please forgive me for not responding sooner to your mailing to me that I just received. I would get letters with offers from psychics to read my palms, do a reading for me, read the stars for me, help me with good luck, blessings. To give me guidance and wisdom. I was so busy Maria. And then I went on vacation. So I am just now getting around. To responding to you. They were waiting. To see if I was the real deal. I want to thank you for caring. About my life. Your interest in me. Is wonderful. You know I always care deeply. For others. In fact, I am being sent out for the one who I serve to reach people for him. I had to know that she was working for Satan, that she was being sent out in a letter through catalogs to people. Now, in the world of the occult, If you're a witch, you need a robe, a wand, jewels, knives, all kinds of crystal balls, cards. If you're going to do tarot cards, you need all kinds of things. And they have to buy them from somewhere. 
So Isaac was a businessman. He created these businesses and he sold what these people needed. Yeah, sometimes it's clothes, earrings, jewels, provided loans for uh, buildings, for marketing. Yeah, Isaac was very wealthy. Where was he from? He was from England. Yeah, he was actually one of Hitler's labor-borns babies. He was born of an SS guy, but his background really goes back to the Vikings. Yeah, and back to the Celtic Druids. Yeah, he was a very spiritual, genealogically spirit inside a dirt body. Very educated man. He was bald. He's born up, raised in multi-generational Satanists. Highly abused, traumatized, programmed. I had to study the monarch mind control formula. MK Ultra, the Illuminati, the CIA programming, psychic viewers and roamers. I had to study men who stare at goats. Mm-hmm. I had to study the Manchurian candidate through brainwashing, torture, and abuse. Mm-hmm. None of that was in mental health counseling on how all of that programs you, abuses you, traumatizes you. Mm-hmm. I've got a lot of those uh, things on the website under history and documentaries for you to watch. The Manchurian Candidate with Frank Sinatra's on it. Excellent. About the North Korea or China brainwashing soldiers to be assassins. And they won't even remember it. Form of hypnosis. Uh-huh. When I began this, I didn't know anything about programming. When I met Isaac, he was a major satanic programmer. He would take children every year out in California. Do horrible things to them. And rituals and meetings with drugs, sexual abuse, demonic abuse. To program them. He had to get to their spirit. Through abuse. I had to learn about that. He was creating dark side parts. Multiple personalities. And light side parts. They could go to church. Act like a Christian. Go to college. Go to high school. Be in business. Be a policeman. Be a Supreme Court judge. A president. Prime minister. A king or a queen. Business owner. Mm-hmm. Just a mother, a father. That was his job, one of them. He was also big in the selling drugs with the drug cartels, arms dealing. Mm-hmm. And the other side of him was a businessman. He owned a lot of these businesses. That through him, he was reaching out himself. Because none of these people could do anything. Send me a letter or a catalog without Isaac's permission. So this wonderful lady sent me her mailing. So let's continue with the love letter into the darkness to an occult psychic. 
So I told her, maybe you too are working for someone. Now, I knew she was. She knew she was. Maybe. Many people in the cult want to help you. They are loving, helping people. And they have skills, abilities, supernatural things. Some of them have gone to school, training, passed and become certified to help you. They're good people. They're just using the wrong source. But some of them don't know it. Some do. Your mailing to me asked me what my cherished and pressing wish was. Satan is always going to want to know what you're wishing for, hoping for, desiring. Something that was beyond my reach. I am so glad you asked me that. See, I had to know they were working for Satan. Satan himself, his strongmen, his demons. There's a principality over the occult. They were checking me out through these catalogs, these letters, these mailings. They were seeing would I take the bait. Could they tap into my deepest desires and wants? Something that's beyond my reach. You know, the most cherished and pressing wish I have is to do my master's work so he is pleased. And since he is so powerful, nothing is beyond his reach. They were asking me questions, seeking to see if they could get a door opened in my life spiritually. So Satan could send in some of his stuff. And I had to learn how to respond back in love, agape love. And yet talk to them about Christ Jesus, about his father, about their love for them. I see you also are wanting to make people's lives better. So am I. I see that you have pledged yourself to help me and are offering me some very personal items to help me and to protect me. I had to learn the words of God, helping, protection, blessings, Mm -hmm. and to see how Satan took them. Was this wonderful psychic Maria? Did she know she was serving Satan? Probably. At least her dark side parts knew. Did she know much about this Christ Jesus? Maybe. Maybe she had a light side part that went to church. Had a business. Now they've got psychics on telephone. Over tele-ministry. And flea markets. They have businesses. And people call them up for readings. Help. Confidence. And yet, 
Nobody thinks a psychic has any mental health issues or that there's anything wrong with being in touch with the psychic realm. But for a Christian to say he hears God's voice, that's mental illness. To go to God for help, that's superstition. And you're weak. But to go to a psychic for guidance, what the future is, who you're going to marry, oh, that's nothing. That's sort of normal. It's okay to do that. So I told her, and since he, the one I'm working for, is so powerful, nothing is beyond his reach. Remember, when I'm writing this, I'm writing to her, her spirit, her soul, the demons behind her, to Satan, to others in the occult. Mm -hmm. I'm writing to a lot of people, just like I'm doing right now, talking. Lots of people are hearing this. I see you always are wanting to make people's lives better. We hear that right now from one nation saying there were some bad things in another nation right next to it. And he's in there to cleanse it, purify it, root it out. He's trying to help that nation as he bombs it, steals their grain. Killing the children. But in his belief. He believes. They've got a cancer. Something called. Nazism. And he's trying to rid that land. Of it. So people. In weird twisted ways. Want to help other people. Have better lives. So I told. Dear Maria. So am I. I see that you have pledged yourself to help me and are offering me some very personal items to help me and to protect me. That was always and still is what the occult tries to do. Help you, maybe with occult healing, praying over you. And what happens in that? Demonic spirits who are doing the sickness and illness, give way. So you'll believe in occultic healing or the shaman. Or if you're a witch doctor, you can bless people or curse people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you go to ancestors or gods for weather or blessings, protection. Mm Mm-hmm. Everybody is seeking help. Most most of us are seeking help in the form of good luck, fate, maybe blessings from statues. So when we go to the casinos or gamble, we'll win. I just heard some president say that it was fate that put him there. And if he's reelected, It will be because of fate. But yet he professes to be a Christian. And faithfully goes to church every Saturday. Makes the sign of the cross. But yet he gives all the glory to fate. 
Well, guess who's behind fate for him? It's not the God of the Bible. So my letter to Maria, the occult psychic, goes on. And you even want to be my very own personal helper. We see that now in life coaching, personal therapist, teleministries, online. Mm -hmm. Dear Abby, Mm -hmm. advisors, I cannot express how much that means to me to know that you personally desire to help me. That is very rare in this day. I did not know that you have an international reputation. I too have a reputation internationally, especially in Europe. Back then, I was dealing with people in Europe. Counts of nations, kings and queens, royalty. Mm -hmm. I was out and about. Never left my home. Never left Pensacola. But I was spiritually traveling. So you work for a national center. Me too. The only difference is that what I offer is not too large to carry with you. And you only need one, and it never leaves you. Can you tell me why it is important for me to write down my greatest wish? And the question that disturbs me the most Satan has to get you to willingly and freely. He gets it down as evidence. What your greatest wish is, desire. And you write it down. And those things that disturb you the most, he's got you. He's got evidence now that he can take into the courtroom of the universe and present it to God, the judge. And say, she wrote it down. She expressed herself. It's legal. So he has to ask us these questions. And I had to learn how to respond, knowing that Satan is working through her, checking me out, trying to see if I will give way, if I'm ignorant or if I'm stupid. I knew that. I knew I was talking to her spirit, her soul, to Satan, to her strong man of the occult, to many others all around the world, internationally, all in one letter. This sure is contradictory for your profession. I thought you already knew all about me. See, and a psychic supposed to know Deep secrets about you. About your family. And why do they know about your family? Because the demons have been watching you. They know what I buy at Walmart. They know my routine. 
They know my address. Do you know you can get on a GPS satellite and look at my house? Can't come inside. Except through spiritual ways. But you can see my house. The color of it. What it looks like. Mm -hmm. Did you know people even read handwriting? They can tell a lot by your body language. Yes, I had to study body language in graduate school. The nonverbal form of communication that would tell me about your soul. There's a lot of people now on YouTube, body languages experts. Mm -hmm. I studied that because I had to be able to understand people and their emotions and their feelings. So I was asking her a deep question. I thought she already knew all about me. So you would think if she was a psychic and had psychic abilities, knowledge, she would already know what disturbs me and what my greatest wishes were. And she would know all about me. But I guess she didn't. I guess you need some information to help you. They always do. You know, the one I serve knows everything about you. And sees everything you do. Here's every thought you have. Saw you formed in your mother's womb. And even knew you before you were born. I'm quoting scripture without doing it. Doing it in love. The mistake of so many pastors and religious people is they want you to know the exact scriptures. Jesus didn't do that. He told stories, parables. He just spoke. He was the living word. At the time he was on earth, his words weren't even written down. There was no books of the four gospels. It was just somebody's life. Speaking words of life. And you have to learn how to do that. Or you become religious. And they don't listen to you. He who I work for. Usually tells me. Anything I need to know. About those who I'm sent to. So I am letting her know. I am as you. I know all about people. I have someone who helps me. Who tells me all I need to know. In her letter to this psychic Maria said they were performing a study. So I asked her, what kind of study are you conducting? What do you hope to find? You know, you're right. People are blinded who have not yet seen. You know, I did not know that the planets influenced us. In the world of psychic, the occult, they believe by looking at the stars, the planets, they have meanings. They do. God uses them. Do they influence us? I don't know. If they align in a certain way, does that have power over us? Some people in the occult believe that. Many do. They're called astrologers. God used the stars. So does Satan. Planets have attributes, and they can be intercepted. You have to explain that one to me. I think you and I are not seeing the same on this one. 
This was a little difficult at that time for me to understand how they understood about planets, their attributes, how they can be intercepted with their alignments, what it meant. So I was asking her to help me so I could understand what she's talking about. Well, that is okay. I still love you anyway. And so does this guy who has directed me to write you back. Wow, you can see into the future. You must be reading the same book I am. It's very specific on what is going to happen to all of us. The earth, the heavens, and the universe. Have you read it too? I'm talking about the Bible without telling her that. It's called The Revelation of St. John the Divine. I believe it even speaks about you in there too. See, I'm preaching the Bible, teaching it Mm -hmm. without being offensive, rude, and through agape love, it's coming. So your family has been doing this for a long time, right? That would explain many things. I know you can see things most people would not believe or understand, but not me. For I have been taught by the best. Oh, he has been seen into the future since before time even began. He's even already in the future. He is great and wonderful. I never have to worry about my future. For he's already got it planned and secure for me. I'm going to be heir to all his wealth and riches. I will be living in a city that has streets of gold and walls of jewels. Now I'm teaching the Bible in the way of agape love through a love letter to a psychic who's in the darkness. Hey, you can live there too. In fact, he wants you to. Now I'm evangelizing. He also wants to give you all he has. That's salvation. It is even more than what you are offering. In fact, he owns everything there is. Preaching the word. He also would like to help you to really see the future. Gifts and blessings he's offering. He knows that you are only seen in part and only have knowledge in part, the word. So he has sent me to help you. There's the apostle, the pastor, the teacher, the shepherd. All in a few verses of a letter. I had to learn how to use all the spiritual gifts in a letter. How each sentence could be of a different part of the offices. And how I was to be responding into the darkness. He and I want nothing from you. And all we want is to love you. And offer you to live with him and me. God be love at work. Offer of salvation and redemption. 
relationship with a father. Right there, one sentence. He has a wonderful family he wants you to meet. And a son that is out of this world. Is that teaching? Preaching? Is that truth? All in one sentence. He is so great. Now that's praising the Lord right there. In fact, he would like to invite you to a beautiful banquet in the near future. There's the offer of being born again, redeemed, saved out of the darkness, and come to the banquet. The banquet will be a marriage feast. Happiness will be overflowing. This son is so loving. He wants to meet you. I'm here to tell you his name. I know you have probably heard of him. Christ Jesus of Nazareth. Yes, him. I always put the word Christ in front. That's the spirit part. Jesus is the dirt part. I always say the name Nazareth because it tells people who exactly who he is. There's a lot of Jesuses, Jesuses out there. A lot of people call themselves the Christ. But I'm defining him by his place of earthly birth when he came out of the womb of the Virgin Mary. Yes, him. Now, he didn't come out in Nazareth. That's where he lived. He came out in the town in a cave called Bethlehem. So I'm doing working through all the five offices in one letter. Each sentence is different. I had to understand that, so I had to study the gifts. Because of him, I cannot accept your offer to help me. He already does through the omnipotent, omnipowerful, and omnipresent Holy Spirit. I am sorry. But we would like to offer you his offer of life and life abundantly with all the riches of heaven. I thank them for their help. I recognize they're trying to help people with supernatural abilities, psychic powers, that they're working for somebody else. But I always respectfully decline. But then I turn around and offer him to them because I know their spirit, their forever person is seeking him. Even though they don't know that they are. We would like to offer you his offer of life and life abundantly. With all the riches of heaven. Think about it. Others will be sent your way. To keep offering you. His free offer. I'm telling her I'm not the only one coming. Others will. He doesn't give up. He loves you. Too much to quit. The price you will pay. Is too hard. For him to give up on you. See, I'm trying to tell her he knows where your end is going to be. 
And he doesn't want that for you. Doesn't want you going to hell. He knows your physical body will give way to death, I told her. But he doesn't want to lose her spirit. Her forever person. So he will come again. He'll knock on the door of your heart. To offer his love to you. For he loves you. And wants you in his family. I hope to hear from you again soon. Love, Pastor Jan. I was a pastor at that time. Almost ordained Assembly of God minister. I went by the name of Jan. But Jan had some issues. She had to die. That was in my soul. You'll read about that in the story called It's Time. Excellent work that God did. So this was my letter to dear Maria, the occult psychic. And I want to extend the same offer to you right now. All of you that are still psychics in the darkness, in the world of the occult, tarot card readers, psychic healers, shamans, those that do uh, energies, healing with energies, maybe with meditation, aromatherapy. Those of you that work with ancestors, read the palms, witches, warlocks, satanists, all of you. He comes to you in love, in this love letter, to you right now. He loves you so much. So do I. You are worth us. Everything to us. I've paid my whole life to you. He paid his life and more. Yes, you. There in the darkness. In the occult. Many Christians are moving in the occult and don't know it. They're prophets. They're moving with familiar spirits. They're false prophets. They're lying. Their words don't come true. They're teachers that are false. I ran into that in a Bible school. They take, they turn us away from the truth. They don't make disciples of us. They're not teachers. They're religious, traditionals, denominationalists. Their spirit is not alive. Everything's of the soul. So when I started helping people the Lord's way, I got thrown into the world of the occult. The world where the spirit is in contact with evil spirits, Satan, demons, devils, moving in supernatural abilities I knew nothing about. I had no idea, but I jumped into the deep end of the swimming pool and I swam and I'm still swimming. Reaching out to you right now. Mm -hmm. Those who move in supernatural powers. Maybe the powers you have. They're not of this God of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Maybe your ancestors are not of God. Don't know. You know. Because you've been brought here. Because you've even been questioning. It's what you're doing of God of the Bible. A lot of children are born with familiar spirits. And they become just like this. 
the spirits are inside, even in the womb, passed down through the generations of their family line, spiritually. If you got any Indian blood in you, I do. I have Cherokee, Apache, Iroquois. They are very spiritual beings. I got Druids in the dirt in here from Northern Ireland. But my spirit was cleansed, born again. Now I only have the Holy Spirit. But I got some spiritual stuff, powers. They're not mine. They're always lent to me to use for the ministry of the kingdom of heaven. For the purposes of agape love. Mm-hmm. That's right. So you be welcomed. Come out of the darkness. Come out into agape love. Into the kingdom of heaven. Into believing Christ Jesus of Nazareth. Oh, your current master. He won't like it. He may attempt to kill you. But your spirit will be happy. Isaac finally came in. Prayed him in. And it was hell from then on. Took him to the throne. Had never been there spiritually. Do you know your spirit? When you're in the kingdom of darkness. Has a GPS tracking system. They know where your spirit goes. Just as well as they know where your biological body goes. You got tracking systems. Mm -hmm. In you. Isaac went to the throne room. They didn't know where he went. Came back, his spirit was just a glow. They knew. They put him on the altar to kill him. If it hadn't been for his sweet, precious daughter, Amanda, who made a deal with Satan, he would have died. But he was beginning to want to know this God more. To see if he was real. Compare him to Satan. The spirit is always looking. There's something in us, even in our darkest darkness. Even in our most evil, wicked states that desires love of a God, of a father. Is he real? Does he exist? Mm -hmm. Isaac found him. He's with him now in heaven. So are many of his children and friends. And this was a love letter to a psychic, an occult psychic named Maria. It was internationally known. So I knew when I wrote back, all of her contacts would be reading it. I was using and moving through all the five positions, offices of the king of the kingdom of heaven. I was going out into all the world, in the world of darkness. I was moving out of buildings, going over to Europe, Asia, South America. North America, every nation and country I went, traveling spiritually by words, letters. Mm -hmm. So this love letter into darkness is to you. For there are new occultic psychics now. Ran into them at the TNW flea market, tarot card readers, psychics, Mm -hmm. selling all kinds of their merchandise. Mm Mm-hmm. Doing palm readings, reading your tarot cards, selling all the paraphernalia, all the goodies that go with that life. But yet they believed in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. 
they were opened to some Christians. They were open to me. They were open. So their spirit knew, but their business was the occult. Mm-hmm. Sweet, sweet people. Others are trying to make money at it. Mm-hmm. There's one not too far from my house. I pray for them. Remember, they may never change in their soul or physical body, but upon their earthly death, I want that forever person to go up into the arms of Christ Jesus and into the kingdom of heaven. I may not get them on their earthly life. I only may get them upon death. And that is the victory of the cross of Christ Jesus. That's what God's after. You're forever person. The one that's trapped in the kingdom of darkness. So you come if you want. If you want this God that Pastor Deborah has. If you want to be in the light. With your spirit. If you want to go to heaven. Upon your earthly death. If you want to know truth. Of who you've been serving. And who really loves you. You come. To him. You come to the cross. Say, I believe in you, that you died for me. And I want the life of a child of the light. I want to come out of the hidden world of the occult. I want to give up all those spirits that are helping me, that are controlling me, that came from my family, do a mighty deliverance work on me, and set me free. Father, fulfill your Isaiah 61 and 62 in their lives. Give them my Hebrews 4.12 spiritual experience so they can learn. Let Isaac's letter and life and all that he did to reach out to me still be reaching out into the world of the occult that he came from, that he was born into. Let him be a mighty pastor, teacher, evangelist through his life, through his businesses. Father, he never had much of a chance to do his work for you, but let him work for you now. Let his legacy, his glory move in the darkness. Let his memory, when they hear about Isaac, who was a great high priest, a king of the Black Forest clan, owner and business owner of many of these occultic and satanic companies. He has memories. People have heard of him. He was a great legend, a great programmer. Let his legacy be one of freedom, deliverance, and a copy love. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, I'll see you next on the next love letter into the darkness. Bye.